This is a podcast from Minute Media. Hello, Kitty. This is your Julie, the Crypt Keeper, and you're listening to Slasher <laughs> Welcome to Slasher Radio with your hosts Mikey Bones, Rob Humphrey, and Cat Valore. What's happening, guys? Not much. How's it going? How's it going? We got Rob back. What's going on? Yep, I'm back. Hello, Rob. You guys didn't trash the show too bad while I was gone. I heard. No, not at all. I mean, the, the, the antics one. happening on the Patreon were a little nope. nutty, but the regular <laughs> show seemed all right. Yeah, I was going to say, not the regular show, but some shit happened over on Patreon. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Patreon.com forward slash slash radio. <laughs> you guys handled the Ryan Turk thing well, so that's good. Yeah, we did good, right? Yeah. Yeah, well, not We that. are professionals. There you go, see? Do wish you were there for the Halloween conversation. Though. Yeah, I wish I had been there too. That would have been—I uh, would have loved to, to chat about those Halloween movies with him. But you know, I had adventures to pursue. Though so. you sure did, and we will be speaking of those. We don't have a news. It's been light on news, light, light, mm-hmm. light. Uh, so Rob is going to go over his Halloween horror nights down at Universal instead of news. Uh, we have. Uh, does this fall under a cat pick? This movie because cat brought it cat up. All right. You know I didn't pick this motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, so we got a cat pick this week. I said pick something that feels like Halloween and cat pick this. That's not true. You said to pick something that was Halloween themed. But I meant something that feels that. like Halloween. You know what I what? meant. <laughs> Could have picked trick or treat. Could have picked trick or treat Halloween. wasn't streaming anywhere because I actually looked that up first. <laughs> trick or treat would have been good. But there's a lot of good options. I and I almost said All Hallows Eve too. Actually. <laughs> Dude, I watched Joe Bob last night as we record this, and I was so pissed when he showed All Hallows Eve as his second movie. You gotta be fucking kidding me. Wait, he showed All Hallows Eve? Not the one with with Art the Clown, is it? Yeah, that one. Yeah. Oh, let's go. Man, I wish I'd been watching Joe Bob last night. Yeah, the first movie was Demons 2. That's Mm. a fun movie, but fucking All Hallows Eve, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. I've been waiting all week for this special. All Hallows Eve wasn't that bad, Rob. Dude, All Hallows Eve was terrible. And I it was just confirmed last night when I watched it. You're ridiculous. Bad All Hallows Eve wasn't great. No, it's bad. I'm not going to go so far as to say it's bad, but it's yeah. not great. You don't have to say it's bad. I said it. It's bad. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the Art the Clown movie I would watch. We'll put it that way. That's fair. That's fair way to put it. <laughs> Rob's trying to figure out if it is the Art the Clown movie yeah, you would I mean... watch. You're talking about a fucking Sophie's Choice. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Which one? If you had to rank them, Rob, real quick, the, the Art the Clown trilogy, what would it be? Mm. Um, if I had to rank them... Uh, Off the top of your head. Number one would be Terrifier 2. Yeah, let's go. Uh, number that, two would be correct. Terrifier. Number three mm. would be All Hallows Eve. It is the worst one. I'll give you two dings for it. But none of them are good. I mean, that's not say They're just... <laughs> that's the rank of those. But Terrifier 2 is number one. Mm-hmm. I've seen number it four one times. Is good. 
Yeah. Uh, there, there's a lot of options to go with, and I feel like we went with a good one. So we're talking mm-hmm. House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> we know <laughs> we know how Rob feels about Rob Zombie movies. Rob recently had to go through this on my birthday pick. I just realized that. So he's getting a high mm-hmm. dose of zombie mm-hmm. lately here. But this is Rob Zombie before he even knew how to direct a movie. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, uh, One thing I will that. say about this, I thought Rob was going to fight me harder. Um, I thought we were going to have too. to go through sell, like several Halloween picks. I think your exact words were, let's just get it over with, which yeah, I feel I mean, like is a good spirit. Because, you know, like at some point we're going to cover this entire trilogy. Yeah, so was like, you're just yeah. knocking one out of the way. Let's just get it fucking over with. Let's just get it out of the way. Plus, <laughs> it was like, yesterday when we decided what movie we were gonna do that's true i mean at some point we're running out of time we just gotta pick some <laughs> i was shocked rob didn't fight on that when i seen it i seen rob say what are we gonna do and then i seen cat say house of a thousand <laughs> corpses and rob he wasn't happy about it by any means but it looked like he agreed and there was a lot of messages back and forth and i didn't read all of them you're skipping was- some parts because i did first suggest slaughter house yeah, yeah, I said I no to that. This. I responded. Yeah, because uh, there was a period. I looked it up, and my Roku told me it was not streaming of uh, anywhere, which is fine because I have it. But it was like, uh, so I had kind of thought we had decided not to do it, but Mikey found it streaming somewhere. My Roku just fucking hates me. <laughs> yeah, it was it was on Tubi. All right, I found it for you, Rob. See. But yeah, I was going to make Mikey pick the movie because Rob suggested Slaughterhouse and it was like, well, that got shot down and House of Thousand Corpses got shot down. Uh, but it didn't. We're here. No, Tubi, it was nice on Tubi because there were commercial breaks. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I just skipped over a bunch of it. I'm like, I can't read all this right now. And I just sent, did Rob just agree to House of Thousand Corpses? <laughs> I, was, I was shocked at the amount of fight there too, Rob. Again, it was yesterday. At some point, yeah. we just got to pick a fucking movie. All right, Kat, new plan. When we want them to watch <laughs> something, we just wait we until just like wait. Friday. I mean, I get, I get what you guys are going through, because I thought we were going to have the same fight for I still know what you did last summer, but you guys were just like, okay. <laughs> well, Shit, that was easy. It was going to come up eventually. I, yeah, it's a good mentality to have. If you feel like you can handle a movie that you know we're going to have to talk about. I'm also, I'm really excited that we're talking about House of a Thousand Corpses, because I'm still hyped up from seeing it on the big screen. So if we're yeah. going to talk about it, I, it's a good time for me. Oh Absolutely. yeah, you saw this in the fucking theater, didn't you? I did, it was so good. Yeah, it had to be awful. It was so much fun. <laughs> what a dick. Did you take Mr. Cat's boyfriend guy to see it in the theater? I tried so fucking hard to get him to agree to this. <laughs> oh, God, you didn't take your mama again, did you? <laughs> well, you put that poor woman through enough. So here's the thing is that I had already taken her because <laughs> when they did, um, when Three from Hell came out, they did mm-hmm. a double feature. Uh, and I took her to that, uh, not having a i should have known what three from hell was going to be but my hopes were really high at the time and i was like mom do you want to come see this with me and she was like yeah sure um and then so when i was trying to find someone to go to house of a thousand corpses i was like mom it's the only one of the trilogy you haven't seen and you should have seen just the look of defeat on her face when she's (laughs) like yeah you're right (laughs) oh no so i did i took my mom that woman is a saint and good for mr (laughs) cat's boyfriend guy for just being like no uh-uh. Mm. And you still haven't shown him Halloween three yet. I I have not. I showed him Freddy versus Jason, and um, 
you know, because it was Friday the 13th, we were going to watch mm-hmm. Halloween, but then when it fell on, when our movie night fell on a Friday the 13th, it just made more sense to sure. watch a Jason movie he hadn't seen. So we got caught up on that. We, I'm thinking he's going to have work off on Halloween, though, so we can sneak it in then. That'd be good. Good I'm time hoping. to watch that movie. That's a movie that's Halloween themed. <laughs> I talked him into Terrifier 2 also because he was like so Holy desperate shit. not to watch House of a Thousand Corpses that he was like, wasn't Terrifier playing? And I was like, do you want to go see Terrifier 2 on a big screen? No, he doesn't, Cat. Nobody he wants does. to see that. <laughs> We're going to get matching Terrifier 3 posters. <laughs> yeah. Oh, boy. <laughs> All right. Yeah, this, yeah. That poor guy. I, that's another one. We should record my grandmother and your boyfriend Kat, and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> That'd be hysterical. Poor guy. Might be the last time we hear from Mr. Cat's boyfriend. Guy, Rob. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're getting uh, to a point where we're not going to hear any more stories about Mrs. Cat's mom because <laughs> <laughs> she's about had it with me. Jesus. All right. Um, drink roll call. Anybody want to go first? I'm drinking wine. Okay. Yeah, I'm drinking spiced rum and diet. Okay. Uh, I sent you guys a picture of what I'm drinking. Uh-oh. I will say, I have a... <laughs> Never mind, I'll say nothing. I can't top this. <laughs> you fucking... What? You're drinking a can. In a can. A Smirnoff Ice Smash Pink Lemonade. <laughs> yeah. You sorority girl. What are you talking about, man? It look it it's Smirnoff makes the pink lemonade that I get. Yeah, yeah. So it's part. It's in a can, dude. You drink like a sorority girl. Oh my god! I, when I and I was reaching, I didn't even notice this. I had a Long Island iced tea in my hand. Yeah, the smoke shop I was at had nothing worth mentioning. I was like, all right, I got a Long Island iced tea. I don't want to go anywhere else. And I had my hand on the can, and as I was closing the door, I was like, uh, what? <laughs> Boom! Decision made. You are you are pathetic, dude. What do you, ha- Rob? You sent me pictures of you drinking colorful <laughs> drinks. I did drink some colorful drinks, yeah. But I was out at an event where everyone was drinking, though. Not sitting at home. So what? Not everyone. There were there were grown men with beer. No, not, with not, a not blue any drink. grown men who like good beer. I'll tell you that they don't have any good beer <laughs> universal. I was so happy when I seen this. Yes, it is Smirnoff Smash Pink Lemonade. And Cat, it is very good. I know Rob won't appreciate it. Looks Kat, it looks pretty tasty. Mm-hmm. It's phenomenal. Yeah. It's what all the mechanics drink in the garage when you go get your car <laughs> fixed. That's what they're fucking sitting in or back drinking. <laughs> Maybe. You don't fucking know, man. Dude, it's good. It's refreshing. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you what. It is pretty strong. I'm not going to lie to anybody here. Oh, Jesus. He's drunk on them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> he's wine cooler drunk <laughs> I'm a lot of things right now uh, that might be one of them I'm, I will not confirm nor deny um, I have a drink for next week I, I got all of the ingredients for a special um, Halloween cocktail that I'm really looking forward to oh shit That's nice. yeah. I didn't think of that should we, do, should we do Halloween drinks next week I'll tell you now I'm gonna win <laughs> okay We'll see. I don't know. We, I always think I'm going to, like, Chris sent me a drink and I still want to make it, but I got to go to the liquor store and it's a pain in the ass around here because they close at like 6 p.m. I keep that thinking, I he made one for you that had cheer wine in it. 
Mm-hmm. I don't remember what it was. I I was gonna make it because it just sounded good, and then it's like such a pain in the ass to find cheer wine around yeah. here. It's it's very good. It's cheer wine maker's mark and um uh, uh, lime juice is very good. That just sounds delicious. It is. I, I, I want um, in on it. Yeah, I really like those. As a matter of fact, I thought about making those today, but I don't have any limes. And I have a bottle. I bought a bottle of that lime juice that you can get, but that shit ain't the same. It's not. No, it's kind of mm-hmm. that stuff is kind of gross. So I didn't make that. It's weird because the lemon one is okay. If you get like the lemon juice, it's not as good as a lemon, but it's fine. It's an acceptable substitute. But the lime one is fucking weird. Yeah, it doesn't taste right. If I had some limes, I would have probably made that tonight because I got, I've got Maker's Mark, and you know I got your wine. So, (laughs) yeah, now you keep your wine on deck. I want the diet and the spiced rum because, well, that's pretty powerful, of course, for me. Yeah, pink lemonade is vodka is the powerful course for me. (laughs) I appreciate it, man. I can't believe you talking negative about me. Mm-hmm. Come on. Try and enjoy myself. It's time to hump the news with Rob Humphrey. He's not a genius. All right, so Rob, do you want mm-hmm. to talk about your adventures? Yeah, yeah. So I went down to Orlando for Halloween Horror Nights at uh, Universal. It was a lot of fun. I got all choked up. Hold on, sir. I'm dying over here. <laughs> He's too emotional about what a good time he had. Right. Yeah, so uh, I went down on uh, Thursday and uh, right. decided Thursday night before uh, we get into to Halloween Horror Nights and stuff, I... I uh, finally was going to get a chance to see The Exorcist Believer. Mm-hmm. Um, people may not know what I've gone through to see this movie. <laughs> I think I mentioned on the last show that I was on that I had gone to see it, and I took my son, and he started complaining that he wasn't feeling well, and we had to leave about a halfway into the movie. And you said and, you were uh, seeing it the next day. That I was, was, was going to see it the next yeah. day, and then uh, uh, that did not work out either, and I had to leave 45 minutes into the movie. Oh, my God. So, uh, twice I, I had uh, seen basically the first half of this film, but uh, did not get to finish it. So I was there, and I was down there, and I was like, I'm doing it. I'm going to go see this movie. They had one showing left, um, and it was in 4DX. And I was like, all right, I'll go see that. I, I don't know what 4DX is. I've never seen 4DX, but whatever. I'll check it out. 4DX is a goddamn nightmare is what 4DX is. <laughs> Why? So I... I also saw something in 40X recently, and it was nowhere near as cool as the story that Rob's about to tell. It is not. (laughs) Cool is one way to think of this. Like, yeah. So I get in there, and I get to the theater, and I notice the seats look kind of weird, but I'm like, all right, whatever. I've never been to this theater before. It's in fucking Orlando, you know? I don't know what kind of seats I got. Right. So I sit down, and I notice there's a button on the seat that says water on or water off. And I'm like, what the fuck is that? So I just left it at water on. That's what it was set at. I didn't know what the fuck it was. The goddamn <laughs> movie starts and the seat starts rocking around all over the place. Have you guys seen The Exorcist Believer? No. No. All right. Um, I would say maybe 10, 15 minutes in the movie, there's a there's an earthquake. I'm not giving anything <laughs> away. This fucking seat's rocking all over the place. If I had had a drink, I would have been wearing that damn thing. <laughs> there are lights flashing in the corner of the of the theater. They get these lights, like um, almost like strobe lights, but not quite that flat, that fast. But they're flashing off and on. 
on the other side of the theater, there are these big, like, industrial-sized fans that are blowing, like, wind at certain times throughout the movie. (laughs) There's fog machines that are going off at certain times throughout the movie. They (laughs) spritzed me with mist in the face. (laughs) that's how i learned that that's what water on water off means if you don't want to be spritzed in the face with mist you can turn it off apparently did you turn it off after that nah (laughs) you're already wet yeah i was like whatever it was a goddamn theme park ride and i was just trying to watch the movie so Um, wait a minute doesn't that sound amazing no it sucked it was awful i was so mad so lame in comparison to my 40x experience and these seats when i say they they jerked around and moved around like i'm i'm surprised this theater hasn't been sued for somebody falling out of one of these goddamn things like i can't believe they don't have a seat belt in there yeah, Might just shook ask, a little bit no these things were rocking all over the place yeah i was gonna ask it sounds like it sounded like it would be like a vibration or so so it's rocking no 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 it's so i looked at the seats when the movie was was over and the lights came up <laughs> and they're they're basically in um in groups of four so there's like four of them and there's like a rod that runs underneath all four and this thing just tilts all over the goddamn place <laughs> I um, just picture I picture Rob's Rob's old ass getting up at the movie's <laughs> what the hell happened to me what is this thing <laughs> mad as hell you know I don't like it when people talk in the movies you use their phone now I got fucking wind and goddamn lights flashing and <laughs> mist in my face oh that's genius you spritz everyone in the theater and no one can take their fucking phone out <laughs> holy shit so, yeah I hated that that was a terrible that was a nightmare I will never do that again it was the worst experience um <laughs> The movie, though, let me just say this real quick. I, I don't want to talk too much about The Exorcist Believer, but I, I want to say this. This movie is better than people are giving it credit for. It's not okay. a great movie, but it's fine. It's by far the best Exorcist sequel, although that's a very low bar. Yeah. <laughs> but it's a fine okay. movie. Like, there's there's nothing wrong with it. I have a question for you about it being the best Exorcist sequel, though. What? Because people have... Uh, three has a cult following. Oh. I'm I don't understand it, but like, you know, three is it better than people say that three is. No, because people act like three is better <laughs> as good as the original, but it's not. Three is the Exorcist three is a jump scare that is really good, surrounded by a really shitty movie. <laughs> like I don't three isn't good. Like I don't That's know. That's kind why of where people, I stand with it. Yeah, I don't know why people think it is. It's not. It's not a good movie. And, they'll, and people will defend it, and they'll be like, well, you know, William Peter Battle, directed it. And I'm like, oh, that's great. The guy, the novelist directed it. Fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> you know? How about we let a guy who directs movies direct something? Um, yeah, no. It's like, is it as good as Freakin's original? Of course it's not as good as Freakin's original. Nothing's as good as that fucking movie, you know? But that is a, kind of the bar that people compare movies to. Right. And, yeah, that's... It, but it's... Believer is... It's a fine... It... it 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 commits a sin in that it introduces a lot of interesting concept and ideas, but then it doesn't explore them enough. What I'm hoping for, knowing David Gordon Green and how the Halloween trilogy played out, is that in the next films, we're going to get those explored more and more. I don't know, though, because now the news is going around that he might not be directing the next one. Yeah, that, this was not well received. Yeah, this and I don't know really? why. It's it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it. It is better than any other possession movie you were going to see that's not called The Exorcist. 
Like, it's better than the Pope's exorcist with Russell Crowe, I'll tell you that. <laughs> it's better than Pray for the Fucking Devil or the Exorcism of Jane Doe or whatever the fuck that bullshit... Uh, not Jane Doe, that's the autopsy of Jane Doe. What's the one where there's a fucking trial? Emily Rose. Yeah, Emily yeah, Rose, like fucking yeah. CSI Exorcism. <laughs> that fucking movie. That's right. You know, it's... It's, I mean, it's, it's a fine movie. It's not perfect, but it's, it's good. I enjoyed it. So, you know, and I was getting jerked all over the place and fucking water spritzed to my face. Who knows how much I would have liked it had it been a normal goddamn movie. Rob, would you, I, I agree. That sounds fun as shit, but if you're not expecting that, I can definitely understand. Here's where this would be fun. If I had seen this movie already, and wanted to go in and experience it like that, then I think it would have been fun. But when you're trying to sit down and watch a movie for the first time, well, for the third time, but <laughs> all the way through for the first time, it sucks. Would you rather do that again or go to a movie with me? Oh, Jesus. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. What? What do you mean you don't know? <laughs> I don't know. Because you sound like a nightmare at the theater. <laughs> I'm not that bad, man. I'm going to say something to you every now and then. But that's no, it. you're not. You don't talk during <laughs> the movie. And we're sitting. We're not sitting with a seat in between us either. We're gentlemen. We're going to go in there together as a unit. And we're sit no, we're not. We're going <laughs> to have a seat in between us for the popcorn and stuff. No. Put the popcorn on your lap, man. You want something, I'll give it to you. No, that ain't happening. <laughs> <laughs> Unbelievable. But uh, so that was Thursday night. That was also the night I was in Ollie's live stream. You saw me uh, pictures of me chilling out by the pool. Um, yeah, in your tie dye Crocs. My tie dye Crocs. My my Joe Bob PJ pants. You should be Good ashamed pants, of yourself. Though. Yeah. As <laughs> I as I said, as I told you that you night, I paid for my room. That that hotel was my house until Sunday when I checked out. <laughs> that is an interesting thought. Okay. Yeah. Um, Friday got up. Uh, so the reason that I went down to Orlando uh, um, actually wasn't Halloween Horror Nights. It's uh, I, I have been a longtime listener of the Hacker Slash podcast. Mm -hmm. I'm uh, always in their Discord talking to people, and they decided to do like a meetup and a special 300th li episode live show thing. Um, so then I met up with a bunch of people from the Discord. People had finally started to slowly trickle into town, and um. We hung out. I went. We got. It was Friday the thirteenth, so there were cheap tattoos happening. We went. Got. Uh, I got a Freddy <laughs> glove tattoo. You sure did. Yeah. Shame on you. And uh, what well, is a good looking tattoo, Don't man? Shame him. Tattoo. He's living his best life. After yeah. all the shit he talked about, Freddy Krueger. <laughs> yes, shame him. How no, dare you? Shame me for nothing. I got a nice looking tattoo. How'd you and, get that um, tattoo again? Huh? How'd you get that tattoo again? It was that they were doing Friday the 13th special. Oh. It's a tattoo parlor. Okay. <laughs> uh, there was a, you mentioned that a woman talked you into a tattoo and all that stuff. <laughs> How'd you, Rob, I got I gotta know. I don't want to take up too much of, of, the, of your portion with this, but how did you get this woman to talk to you and everything else you did wearing no, a all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. So the myth of this woman <laughs> is is highly exaggerated, all right? She was one of the people that I've talked to in their Discord. She was there for the Hacker Slash show. She was part of the uh -huh. group of people that I was meeting up with. Uh -huh. And it's not as if uh, I picked her up in Orlando. Like, we had talked a lot on, on the Discord and um we hung out with all these other people like it wasn't just me and her we went to to get the tattoos there were like a group of four or five of us or something like hanging out but we had joked 
that we were going to get matching tattoos. We went to the tattoo place and she picked out the Freddy's glove tattoo is what she wanted to get. And I kept looking and I was sort of debating about what I was going to get right up until the moment I sat down in the chair. But nothing they had was very good. Like they had two Jason mask tattoos that looked all weird. They didn't look right. They had one Michael Myers tattoo that looked like garbage. Mm. And and they had um, the only other one I considered was they had a creature from the Black Lagoon, like just the creature's head. Um, the problem is, though, it's just line work, right? Like, there's no shading or anything to it, and so you couldn't really tell what the fuck that creature's head was supposed to be. It just kind of looked like a bunch of line. That's right. So I was like, there's nothing here I really want. We joked about getting matching tattoos. Fuck it. I'll get it. Why not? So I got it. <laughs> I'm not letting the truth get in the way of a good story here, right? This is, like, <laughs> one of the funniest things and So it wasn't, ever. yeah, I mean, it wasn't anything, you know... <laughs> Like that, I, I didn't. I didn't pick up some woman in Orlando. Some what stranger, I heard is Rob whatever. picked up a strange woman in yeah. Orlando, <laughs> wearing a Tom Atkins rule shirt somehow, and probably tie dye Crocs. No, I did not wear the. The only time I wore the tie dye Crocs was Thursday night and then Sunday before I left the hotel because I drove <laughs> home in them because they're comfy. Mm. <laughs> um, but uh, so that was, and then Friday after we got the tattoo, we went to the live show. That was a lot of fun. Uh, got to meet the host, talk to them, talk to a bunch of people from the Discord that I hadn't met yet. And then uh, after the live show, uh, I was kind of hungry and wanted to do some drinking. So I got on my phone. And I looked up right right down the street from the hotel. There was a place called Sloppy Taco Palace. <laughs> and I was like, yeah. there's no way in hell I'm leaving Orlando without eating a Sloppy Taco Palace. <laughs> so I recruited a group of people to go with me there. Uh, the food was awful. The drinks were awful. It was a terrible atmosphere. Uh, <laughs> service was horrible. Everything was kind of sticky. Um, yeah oh my god it was, it was pretty awful um and then that was back to the hotel and then the next day we were off to halloween horror nights um and i look we know we've talked about this before i don't like haunted houses mm-hmm. also on the list of things i don't really like are theme parks mm-hmm. <laughs> So a theme park full of haunted houses is not really built for me. <laughs> mm-hmm. So we, I spent a long goddamn day at this theme park, too. I got to Universal City Walk at 1 p.m. Oh, jeez. Uh, we couldn't get into the park until 3 because we had this thing called Scream Early, some bullshit like that, um, where you could go in a little bit earlier than the other people who had Halloween Horror Nights, just general tickets. The normies? We didn't leave there until... I want to say it was probably about 1.30 in the morning. Mm. Uh, there were 10 houses. We did nine of them. Damn. Um, everything I read online was like, if you don't buy the Express Pass, there's no way you can do all 10 houses. That is not true. We could have done the 10th house. <laughs> Our bodies gave out before we got to the 10th house, but we had the time. Wow. So, but yeah, it was, uh, it was it's a crazy experience down there. Like, I, the thing that I guess kind of frustrated me about it was they build these haunted houses with so much amazing detail and the worlds they create are so incredible, but you spend most of your time just trying to rush through it because people are jumping out and scaring the shit out of you. You're not really able <laughs> to take it in. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah. I wish there was an option to go through these fucking houses without all the jump scares and bullshit so I could just a- admire the work that they did to create these sets and, and these sort of worlds. It's really incredible. Well, then you wouldn't be able to get through all 10 houses. You know, no, you're right. But they did, um, 
so so we did the the Stranger Things house first. Um, it, they did an incredible job on that house. Although I will admit that a lot of it I did not see because I had my eyes closed or I was staring straight down at the floor yelling. <laughs> um, I came out of that house and people asked me how it was and I told them it was the worst thing that's ever happened to me. Holy God, Almighty! <laughs> and um, yeah, it was it was pretty scary and um, also. It was the first time I'd been in a haunted house in well over 20 years. So I kind of forgot what it was like and why I hate them so much. <laughs> um, so sort of a, a baptism by fire. Um, so then the group of people that I was with, um, they said, all right, cool. Next, we're going to do the exorcist house. And I said, fuck you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as we were, this is the closest I came to tapping out. We were in line for the exorcist house. And uh, I kept saying, I don't want to do this. Like, why are we doing this? This is dumb. I don't want to do this. Um, and then somebody else that, that we knew um, from the show, one of the hosts of Hacker Slash actually came walking by. She had just gotten out of the exorcist house. She knew that I was uh, afraid of these haunted houses and did not want to do them. And I said, hey, come here, come here. What's it like in there? And she said, what do you think of Stranger Things? And I said, it's the worst thing that's ever happened to me. And she said, you need to prepare yourself. <laughs> And I said, what? And she said, just trust me. You need to prepare yourself. Oh, man. Um, she was not lying. Um, as we walked in, I was... So as we got closer to the house, I, I considered... I was like, I gotta I gotta get out of here. I can't do this. There's no way I'm doing this. <laughs> and then I was like, you know what? You're a grown-ass man. Go in the fucking haunted house. Yeah, goddamn right. You got a blue drink in your hand, man. You get in there like a I man. Did, I had a, I had that was the one beer that I had. It was awful. Um, uh, and also, I did not. The beer was so bad, I didn't finish it um, because they won't let you take drinks into the haunted house. So you either have to dump them or chug them when you get up to the front if you still have some. And yeah. I was like, fucking, I just dumped it. It was gross beer. It was like their fucking, <laughs> I don't know, their beer. Uh, I, I don't uh, know what it's called, universal beer or whatever the fuck it is. It was gross. Um, so we walk into. <laughs> We walk into the the exorcist house, and I'm not going to go through all these in, in this much detail, uh, but we go through the exorcist house, and when, when you walk in, you're in like this little like uh, foreign market or whatever, mm -hmm. and it's fucking scary as shit, and there's nothing in there. Like, you can clearly see there's nothing that's going to jump out and scare you, and I was already scared. <laughs> and then we go through like this little curtain area, and there was like an employee there, and I was like, can I just leave? Can I get out of here now? And they didn't uh, take me seriously, and I was like, shit, I'm stuck. I gotta <laughs> go through this fucking thing. Oh. <laughs> I can tell you without a doubt that is the scariest thing I have ever experienced in my entire life. It was horrifying. <laughs> really? Yes, yes. That's the one that, uh, that, that really got me. But it made for the rest of the night a little bit easier to make, to take, because nothing That's was gonna fair. be that scary again. Right. Um, yeah. The one house that we didn't do was The Last of Us. Um, that was the what? one we didn't we didn't make it to. That sounds like the best one. I didn't play the video game and I didn't watch the TV show, so didn't really give a shit. You've got to watch the show. Um, it's got Pedro Pascal in it. Uh, I think the next house we did, I'm trying to remember them in order, but there's no way I'm going to be able to, was the <laughs> Chucky house. Oh, that must have been amazing. Um, Chucky was cool. It was the least scary house of the entire night though but was it the most fun it was fun it was fun okay. but nothing yeah. there was nothing scary in that house at all that's got to be a fanfare house though i'm not even shocked 
Yeah. Um, and yeah. then we did Dr. Oddfellow's Twisted Origins, which is one of their... They have five, like, IP houses and then five that are, like, their original properties. This is one of their originals. It's like a circus theme thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was pretty cool. Okay. Um, and then we did one called The Darkest Deal, uh, which is basically the Robert Johnson legend of the blues guy who goes down to the crossroads to sell his soul to the devil. I'm not going to lie, a little scarier than I expected it to be, but still fun. Okay. And then after that, I don't remember what we did, so I'm just going to go through these real quick in order. My favorite house of the night was uh, Universal Monsters Unmasked. Um, It was scarier than I thought it would be, but the sets that they built for this thing were absolutely incredible. Like, when you walked in, it was was all the monsters set in Paris. So it was Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde, the Phantom of the Opera, the Hunchback of Notre Dame, and the Invisible Man. That sounds pretty cool. Did it have the stupid fucking suitor? No, it it was old school. Yes, let's go. Nice. Yeah, and when you walked in, it was like um, it was uh, there was like all this flashing lightning going on the walls and stuff, and they had like this mist that was falling down, like it was raining. It was fucking awesome, mm. um, and it was just it was gorgeous inside. It it was really great, and um, there were a couple of scares in there. The, the, the one of the girls we were with uh, really liked to laugh at me because there was the the same scare got me twice. <laughs> <laughs> there was something that popped that? out. It popped out and I jumped and it scared the shit out of me. And then it happened again. It scared the shit out of me again. Um, you can't let that happen, man. <laughs> Come on. Uh, there was a, a house called Dueling Dragons that was a lot of fun. This was, um, this was much more like the Chucky house. Like it wasn't scary, um, but mm. it was beautiful. Like it had these cat. It was a. Uh, it was all like castles and dragons and wizards and bullshit. You know. Mm-hmm. And they had this this really cool big dragon and this awesome castle set and there's this big fucking talking tree thing and stuff. It was absolutely amazing to go through there. Yeah. Um, one I was looking forward to was an original property called Yeti Campground Kills. Sounds. This is perfect. about a bunch of Yetis <laughs> destroying a campground. Uh, and I thought, oh, that'd be awesome. Fucking terrifying. <laughs> uh, hated every minute of it. Scared the shit out of me. And then the last one is um, sort of a witch cult kind of thing called Blood Moon Dark Offerings. Um, Absolutely terrifying. And this one, the funny thing that happened in this house was I looked at a guy. Like, I literally saw the scare actor standing there. And then he jumped at me, and I screamed like a bitch. So that was was, uh, Halloween Horror Nights. After that, we were exhausted i bought uh you know spent a bunch of money on some drinks i had the chucky themed drink which was called the heart of uh, dumbala um i had uh, mm. something called ghoul juice i got the pizza fries everybody says when you go to halloween horror nights you're supposed to get pizza fries so i did they were fine mm-hmm. like i don't know what the fuck the big deal was about the pizza fries <laughs> um went back to the hotel got up sunday morning and left where's my hat man you're supposed to give me that chucky thing yeah, it's in the mail. Just keep checking your mailbox word. Oh, okay. okay. Yeah, be there. I, I thought you forgot me. I was going to say, the fuck? It'll be there. No, of course I didn't, forget. I didn't forget. You might want to go out and wait by the mailbox right now. Just sit there and wait for it. Well, no. The guy comes tomorrow. Right. Well, no, Sunday. All right. Yeah, yeah I'll get Monday. It should right, be, yeah. right? Yeah, just keep checking your mailbox. It'll be there. It should be there in a minute. All right. Um, no, it was, a, it was a lot of fun. I will say this. I would not spend the amount of money that I spent to do this again <laughs> but i'm but glad that i did it like it was, I was gonna it was say good... you've got to be glad you did it once though right yeah 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 it was a good time they have these things called scare zones 
um, most of which were terrifying too. And that is just they're just <laughs> like these open area things on the like the so you can't walk from the haunted house to haunted house without like you know being scared for the most part. Like you're walking through these scare zones a lot. Ah. And those were uh, those were also pretty terrifying. Uh, one of them, they're all themed. One of them, I'm pretty sure the theme was just hell. Like it was just the most miserable I have ever been trying to walk a block in a theme park in my life. <laughs> oh man! Um, so you gotta take note of when you're in a scare zone or approaching one. I'd imagine, yeah, yeah, yeah. right? Yeah. Because ah, yeah. I kept trying to talk uh, people to walk into walking around them. I was like, we don't have to go that way. We could probably go around. I bet if we went the other way. <laughs> <laughs> I bet. Yeah, but uh, they kept making me walk through them anyway. Uh, <laughs> The best part of going to that with Rob would be going to observe Rob. I, feel I was going like. to say, like, so, I bet they had a blast watching so, Rob. Um, uh, the, the girl that I got the tattoo with, her and I went through pretty much every haunted house together because she was just as scared as I was. <laughs> nice. Um, and everyone in our group enjoyed laughing at us more than I think they enjoyed the haunted houses themselves. <laughs> um. And this was amplified by two things. One, another girl in our group, I later found out, whenever we were walking through the scare zones, would walk behind us and point at us so the scare actors would come scare the shit out of us. And two, the guy who was sort of leading our group lives in Orlando and has like a an annual pass so he can go to Halloween Horror Nights whenever he wants. So he's been there a bajillion times already through all the houses. So he would intentionally slow down or stop walking so that we would get scared by whatever jump scares were coming up. Amazing. God damn, that's hysterical. Yeah. So wait, so you didn't go, You your group that you were with wasn't with the girl that you picked up and got the tattoo with? No, she was, I said that, she was in the group. Oh, she was in your group, okay, I didn't know. She was okay. the other one who was, she was just as scared as I was. We went through that, most of the houses ah. together. But she, I, again, I didn't pick her up. I, that's, that's not what right. I'm not letting the, your truth get in the way of a good story, Mr. <laughs> I'm not gonna fucking Jeez. do it. Yeah, we just hung out. That's all. You gonna tell me Santa ain't real too, son of a bitch? Let me have something, bro. Come on. <laughs> so, uh, but it was a good fun. It was good fun. Again, I, you know, there was no way I was because there was a lot of debate back and forth about whether or not to buy the express pass. I was not buying the express pass. There was no way. Um, it, it was for. Just the the regular ticket and then the extra like get in early pass, whatever the fuck that was called. It was, I believe I paid two hundred fifteen dollars. Oh, the express pass would have been another two hundred twenty dollars on top another? of that. Another like a yes, more than the ticket, one. more Jesus. than the ticket and the get in early for the express pass. It would have been over four. It would have been like four hundred thirty five dollars or something. Well, wait a so, minute. Is is it an express pass for like the the haunted things and get in early? No. Oh, just get in early. Okay. No. So I bought the I bought so the the ticket for the actual event was one hundred seventy five dollars, and then I paid like forty dollars extra for the get in early. The okay. express pass was another two twenty, uh, okay. and what that does is that just allows you to go up to the front of the line basically at every house. Whenever. I, I've heard that when people do that now, those lines are long as shit. Not as long, obviously, but they're right. getting pretty long, yeah, too. They, is what I mean, heard. a lot of people do it, yeah, because that's the the common belief is that's the only way you can do all 10 houses. Fair, yeah. We didn't find that to be true. <laughs> now, a part of that is, though, that we had this guy who was like a Halloween Horror Nights fucking expert because he'd been there so many times. 
That's awesome, though. And he was like, so what we're going to do is we're going to do this one, we're going to do this one, then we're going to walk over here and do this one. Like, he knew where we needed to go, like where the lines would be the shortest. And again, we could have done all 10 if we weren't all just like... Right. We've been here, you know, fucking 10 hours. Like, let's go home. <laughs> this is exhausting. I've had the shit scared out of me. I've spent all my money. I'm fucking <laughs> tired. It's Florida. It's hot as shit. It's muggy as a motherfucker out here. Let's go yeah. home. I got this dumbass shirt on. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome, though, man. So, that, and let me ask you this, really too. Fun time. Absolutely. Let me ask you this, too. The like, because you had sent us a picture of like, I, I I'm very incapacitated right now. Mm-hmm. I think it was like a little hut, like a gift shop or something. Like, it, I think it was Chucky. Yeah, that was a food stand. Yeah. Okay. Oh, that's also. How was that shit like? The stands, the merch shops, like shit like that. Cause that, that um, looks, that's a whole nother world of it. So the, mostly they weren't that bad. I mean, I was expecting the lines to be God awful at places like that. Cause that's usually my theme park experience, but they have right. enough of them set up around the park um, that the lines were never really bad. And I mean, as far as like merchandise stuff goes, there are gift shops everywhere selling Halloween Horror Night stuff. So yeah, that wasn't a problem mm. at all. Oh, um, man, none that, of that, that was an issue. Great. You know, and so, I mean, stuff was expensive, but again, oh, you're in a yeah. theme park. You know, what the right. fuck are you going to do? Yeah. That's fucking um, awesome, though, man. So, yeah, that was Halloween Horror Nights. It was a lot of fun. Again, for that kind of money, I, I would probably never do it again. Um, but, you know, if you're really into that kind of thing, then, you know, I, I recommend it. I recommend it for anybody who, you know, to go down and check out, do it at least once. Yeah. Now I was I was thinking about it this year, man. Eventually, I gotta get down there, yeah. man. And it's universal, like I said. The houses, right. they, everything looks fantastic. Like a lot of the houses are done on their sound stages that are there. So, I mean, it, they just look fantastic. I mean, everything is is terrific. You know, it's yeah. not, you know, it's not some fucking guy opening up a haunted house in his barn. You know, <laughs> <laughs> with a bunch of shit he bought at Party City or whatever. I mean, this stuff looks really fucking good. Yeah. Now this is. That's awesome, dude. And and that's the thing too. It's universal, like you said. I, Disney gets a lot of the you know the Orlando, the Florida love for that stuff, and and rightfully so. I do love Disney World, but mm-hmm. I would rather go to Universal. Well, I tried. Day. They have a they have like Mickey Mouse's Halloween Adventure, or some bullshit there at Disney, and I hmm. and I tried to get everybody to forget about Halloween Horror Nights and let's just go <laughs> do that. That'd be I think that'd be spooky and fun, right? But. They really wanted to do Halloween Horror Nights, so I ended up there. Standing next to Goofy and your Crocs. Yeah. yeah. Fucking. Uh, but yeah, it was uh, it was a lot of fun. But, uh, you know, be prepared because this shit is scary. Good to hear. That's awesome. Good to know. No. Um, all right, America. Thank you on the insight, Rob. Good, yeah. good for you, good for you and, and going, man. And I'm drinking my rum and diet tonight out of my Halloween Horror Nights blinky cup that I got. Wow, oh, Blinky Cup. That sounds like a grown man. Yeah. You know? Listen, mm-hmm. here's the deal. You buy mm-hmm. a drink in a Blinky Cup, it's a souvenir Blinky Cup. You get it you get it for normal price, and then you refill it all night with drinks. Oh, yeah. Like $4 cheaper. I'm not mad at you for it. Yeah. I'm just saying, you were making fun of something I was drinking earlier. You yeah. Drinking an LED cup. Yeah, well, I mean, you know, the drinks were, were not bad. I mean, that Chucky one, it was a little too minty for me. But they had another drink there called Ghoul Juice that I thought was really good. Ghoul Juice. It's gross. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty gross. But it's, it, I mean, gross name, but it's a good drink. Yeah, 
Uh, I don't and know. And then they I had know. another one I was going to try, but it was made with gin. And I was like, you know, I'm old, but I'm not gin old yet. <laughs> <laughs> not yet. All right. Kudos to you, Rob. Uh, yeah, a lot of fun. I had a good time in Orlando. I think I'm older than Rob. <laughs> Are you gin old, Kath? <laughs> I'm gin old. <laughs> Ugh, I can't. It's like drinking a pine tree or something. I don't know how the fuck old people do that. It's always old people drink gin. I would never scotch. drink, like, straight gin, but, you know, if it's in something, I'll drink a gin and tonic, be happily. I will not. I, I went through a phase <laughs> where I drank a lot of vodka tonics at the bar, and they would bring me gin and tonic a lot, you know, because that's <laughs> the typical drink, and I would be like, no, no, mm-mm. Take it back. <laughs> Take it back. Take that shit back. Or leave it here, I'll chug it, but you're bringing me a vodka tonic, that's what I ordered. <laughs> <laughs> All right, fair enough. Um... Okay, so we'll take a quick break and we will be back with House of a Thousand Corpses. Hell of a deal. Oh, Rob, you didn't hear my Chris button. My, oh, you, you heard it on the show. Yeah, I heard it. I, I like it. that button. Hell of a deal. Yeah. Hell of a deal. <laughs> You kind of talked about it earlier, but yeah. you this was the one that came to mind for you for Halloween. Yeah. Why? Uh, well, mostly because I thought it was going to get contested. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I, you know, I like this movie. I will go to bat for this movie. I think it gets I. It gets a lot of hate, which I understand because if you don't like Rob Zombie movies, you know, this is very indicative of what that experience is like. But I think that Rob Zombie fans really overlook this one because The Devil's Rejects is, um, you know, more polished. Uh, mm -hmm. A lot of my favorite things about Rob Zombie movies, I think, are very prominent here. There's humor, there's gore, it's ridiculous, it's just way over the top. Uh, it, the soundtrack is very much like what you would expect it would be, uh, and it's got that like '70s feel. Uh, I just really like it. I think he did a good job. I think it's silly. Uh, I, I think it's kind of a fun time, you know. And and I think that this one is the most fun of the trilogy, and I don't think it gets enough credit for that. It also it does take place on Halloween. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a fan. I like this one. <clears throat> me too I like Rob Zombie movies it comes up a lot that he his diversity comes into question and you know I'm not going to argue that but when you want this like this type of gritty grimy movie very few do it better than him you know on, on a level because this thing it was a it, it was a high powered movie like it was a full blown movie and it yeah. looked great for someone. And I, I know Rob Zombie's not like a struggling director or nothing. Like he's got money. I understand. But still, like he surrounded himself with people who knew what they were doing. And he put together a great project. And kind of like Kat said, this, this is a Rob Zombie movie through and through. It sure is. <laughs> <laughs> and Rob mentioned it earlier as well. That this is before Rob Zombie. Like this, when I explain this movie to people who haven't seen it, or even when if I'm talking with people about it, my favorite thing to say about the Devil's Rejects is 
it was Rob Zombie learning how to make a movie. Like he yeah. didn't know what he was doing. He just went in and I'm going to be honest for someone just learning how to make a movie. It is not that fucking bad. If you give an inexperienced director brand new amount of money that he threw at this thing, they can get ridiculous. And he, yeah. he did get ridiculous, but it, it was like a, a controlled ridiculous where it was everything that he was building towards and it just worked man like i i know it's not a textbook movie but it's a lot of fun there's not many things you could watch like the devil's rejects and there's a lot the a lot of the stuff that you can watch that's like i'm the uh, house of a thousand corpses a lot of the stuff that's like house of a thousand corpses that you can watch came out because of house of a thousand corpses yeah and that's kind of like this thing is great man it's it's art in its own way it's truly unique and it's a lot of fun and rob as much as you say i don't like fun i don't know how you don't like this as a horror fan it's so much fun so go ahead oh um this movie's (laughs) awful (laughs) um the script is awful (laughs) by and large the acting is awful oh it is shot terribly Oh come on! Uh, it doesn't make any sense. Um, and it's not fun. It's not good. It's a waste of talent. I'm gonna let a lot of those pass. Um, but it's shot really well. Like no, it, it looks bad. I, I don't think well. it looks good at all. Oh come oh. on! And you can tell he doesn't know how to make a movie because he doesn't know how to transition from one scene to another without putting something in between the two. That's fair, but that it worked here. No, super annoying. It was it was like ev- between every scene, it, 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 between each scene, there was just uh, snippets of nonsense. It was awful. You didn't like that. You didn't enjoy the just snippets of nonsense. No, huh? No, because it just reeked of someone who doesn't know how to make a movie. Well, he didn't know how to make a movie, but he was figuring it out. He wasn't completely new to this though, too. That's the thing, though. He was he was in a huge rock band in the nineties. They made plenty of videos. He had been around sets. Like he wasn't this <laughs> completely new director who walked into it. Like he had been exposed to, you know, how these things work before. Yeah, but dude, shooting a movie and shooting a music video are very different. He, like he I do his way around the set, sure. Like when I watched it, I did keep telling myself, "This is his first movie. This is his first movie. It's still bad." No, you can tell that he's like passionate about this. He's having fun. He's figuring it out as he goes. Like there's a really fun. I, I keep saying fun. There's a really creative energy to house of a thousand corpses that i think i and this is true in a lot of people's careers like when you see them have long-spanning successful careers where they get this polish you know and it's not that they lose interest in what they're doing but like that you can tell that they've settled into it you know and there's not that excitement of doing it for the first time you you can tell that there's just a lot of passion that's the thing that pushed this movie forward, you know? Right, and and having passion is great, but it doesn't make your movie good. No, but, like, I, it's something that I really appreciate about this movie more than... 
it's an energy. Most Rob Zombie movies. Because, yeah, there's that energy where it's yeah. like they're getting together, they're making it happen. But see, I don't feel any of that. I mean, I found this movie for a large chunk to be really boring, and it's only 89 minutes long. And we spend a lot of that time where nothing's really happening. We know stuff is going to happen, but nothing's really happening, which I don't hate in a movie if you are developing characters. But the characters aren't really being developed either. It's just nonsense that's going on. It's a fucking talent show. It's fucking, you know, it's what the fuck? I mean, it's it's a mess. I wouldn't say all the characters weren't developed. We got a good amount of time with with uh, Captain Spaulding to open the movie. And then we seen Otis, who was talking to those girls that were all, you know, tied up and whatever was going on there. Yeah, but those are the characters I'm not supposed to give a shit about in this movie. I'm supposed to care about Rain Wilson and Chris Hardwick and the other no, two. No, you're chicks. not. You're watching a Rob Zombie movie. Man. And by the way, Otis and Baby, they do not feel anything like the characters that show up in Devil's Reject. Like nothing. I, yeah. Those are not the same characters. They might have the same names and they might be the same actors, but those are not the same characters. If I could, if I had permission to like redo any, or to do my own timeline of any franchise, I would do the other two. I would do two more House of a Thousand Corpses movie that keep the Doctor Satan thread going. And where the Firefly family is the one that we get in House of a Thousand Corpses, because it is a very different. And I am interested to see when we get to Portnoy's, like where this falls for you, Rob. I know you don't like this movie, <laughs> but a lot of the complaints that you had with Devil's Rejects, I feel like are different in House of a Thousand Corpses, because I don't feel I they do spend more time watch it like on the villains developing the villains they have more backstory they have more screen time uh they're definitely the focus but i you're not supposed to feel bad for them in this like it's not asking that of you it's not putting them up against anyone more annoying or worse you know mm -hmm. like they knew that they're the villains in this movie which i think is my favorite aspect of it overall other than i do I really like the Dr. Satan story. I like that they almost kind of forget about it. And then right at the end, they th toss it back in there. It's like, oh, yeah, we're doing this. And I'm like, what? Yeah, that was just dumb. I mean, the whole Dr. <laughs> Satan thing was stupid. I'll I don't agree know. with that. It's stupid. That's that. that character's stupid. The giant burned guy's character, whatever the fuck, that one's stupid. There are a lot of fucking characters in this movie, first of all. There's a lot of Firefly fucking family characters. I don't know who the fuck they are, where they came from, or what they're doing in this movie, because none of it's explained to me. I feel like you're looking for rules that don't necessarily... Dude, this guy does what the fuck he wants, and that's kind of what I like about Right, Rob but that Zombie. doesn't make it good. Like, there are ways that you can tell a story, and you can break from the conventions of telling a story to tell it your own way, but you still have to tell a story. Did he tell a story? No, he doesn't. He just presents a lot of nonsense. He did present some nonsense at the end, but throughout the movie, it was pretty cut and dry, man. These, these... Good old fashioned white folk, or they found themselves in a fucked up spot of town, man, with some fucked up people. And they're gonna <laughs> that's not a story, though. That's the thing. I don't know any of these characters to give a shit about any of them. 
And I don't even really, towards the end of the movie, I don't even know what's happening. At some point, she's in a tunnel running around. I don't know where the fuck that came from. Like, this movie is a jumbled fucking mess. I, I, again, I think you're looking for rules, man. He, he's clearly, he wants you to know the villains. He wants you to know. Yeah, but I don't even know them. Yeah, you figured out what they were. It was, I mean, I know Spalding, sort of. I mean, it's not even revealed he's a villain until the end of the fucking thing. Okay, well, he does kill a guy in the intro. The guy that was trying to rob him? Yeah. Well, yeah, the guy fucking came in with a gun. I'd have killed him, too, (laughs) given a chance. You know what I mean? Awesome scene, by the way. No, stupid scene. Stupid, stupid. That, That scene, you know what that reeked of? That entire robbery scene reeked of Rob Zombie trying to write dialogue the way that Quentin Tarantino does, but being Rob Zombie and not Quentin Tarantino. <laughs> you know, I never Aww. knew why I liked that scene. That might be it. <laughs> it was, yeah, on, it was man. terrible. It was the worst knockoff version of Tarantino ever. It was terrible. When he told him to put his hands up and Captain Spaulding put his hands up and was slipping him the double bird, you didn't, come on, man. I Nothing. saw it. Yeah. <laughs> Stupid. <laughs> no, it was, dude, that's our introduction to the movie. And he stands at, I know, said, that's hey, the problem. <laughs> take, back, take back what you said about the performances, man. Sid Haig was incredible in this. Sid Haig, is, Sid Haig was good. He was good. Okay. Everybody else in the movie was terrible. Bill Mosley was terrible. Bill Mosley was bad in this movie. I did not oh, like his wrong. performance in this movie. I don't know what he was trying to do. And look, that, and I, I will admit this about his performance as Otis in this movie. I have seen Devil's Rejects more times than I have seen this movie. (laughs) I am probably more comfortable with that version of Otis than this version of Otis. And I don't think it's necessarily his fault that it's not the same character in the other movie. But I I did not like this version of that character. So I I, and maybe that's me blaming that on him when it's not really his fault. But I found Sherry Moon Zombie to be overly annoying in this movie. And I don't, I'm not a person who slams her as as an actress. I think she's fine for what she does in these movies. But she's super annoying in this movie. The other performers, whatever. But, I mean, you've got Rain Wilson, you've got Chris Hardwick, you've got people who are decent, at least, and they're not good in this movie. Okay, Rain Wilson was pretty good in this, I think. No, he wasn't. He was fun. He was charismatic, which is not something that we get to see Rain Wilson do very often. Yeah, see, I didn't think I didn't find him charismatic at all. I just found him to be Rain Wilson, <laughs> who shouldn't I try think, to be charismatic ever. I think, in a weird way, uh, this is his most charismatic role, which is crazy. It's a weird role for him to have. Like, if anything, I would have flipped the two of them. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I I admitted I I noted that rather. This is a very interesting, and because I've seen House of a Thousand Court, um, I've seen Devil's Rejects more as well, and I do like Devil's Rejects more than this movie. But uh, this is like a to me because I've seen Devil's Rejects more. It's an interesting Otis, even though you know this is the Otis we first see. But I do like the Devil's Rejects and even Three from Hell, because it was like a carryover that Devil's Rejects character. And I did note that this is a very, it's a different Otis. He doesn't even look the same. He has a different look in this movie. His hair is different. Yeah, it's fucking weird and stupid. I I don't understand. I felt like he was going for Chop Top again. 
Did you get that vibe, or was it just me? Uh, Not full blown the character, but looks. I could see a little bit of oh, that. Oh well, yeah. looks. Yeah, I yeah. could. Yeah, because he looked. I got very much Chop Top vibes, and he should have just he, played he, Chop Top. That would have made it better. In this movie, um, yeah. Devil's Rejects, no. But I didn't mind it. Like, it wasn't like he was bad. I mean, it, he was playing this cult or whatever the fuck these people are, man. He fit in. He was perfect for what he was. As what much he, as anybody I could. Really, I, I, so this is something I'm going to have. it. I, I was kind of hoping Rob would back me on this, and it seems like uh-huh. he's not going to. Um, I actually like Otis's character. Not like. Like's the wrong word. I find Otis's character more interesting in House of a Thousand Corpses than I do in Devil's Rejects because he is scarier. I think he's creepier. He's skeezier. They don't try to make you sympathize with him. He's not like a vigilante family man. He's like the black sheep in a family of like, you know, monsters. (laughs) But it doesn't make him good. It just makes him like a different kind of evil, which I thought was really interesting. He's like going through his rebellious anarchist phase in just this really fucked up family, which I I thought was interesting. Yeah, I don't disagree with that. Um, I mean, I don't know that I would go so far as to call him interesting, but I don't, I <laughs> see, like, know. I would rather see this version of Otis than like, cause I do feel like he gets like really just like kind of uh, this family's equivalent of like an alpha male in mm-hmm. Devil's Rejects where he's like, I've got to protect my family and I've got all these big guns and don't right. you fucking look at my sister, you know, like, like it's like a weird, it's a shift. Uh, mm-hmm. and I think that that's a lot easier to pull off. Like, I think this had, I don't want to say more nuance because it's a Rob Zombie movie, but like it, it had a different angle that we don't get to see very often. Yeah. I mean, I, the, to me that it was just, I wasn't expecting that because I have gotten used to the devil's rejects version of Otis. So to see him in this movie where he's nothing like that. Right. It's kind of like, well, what the fuck? This isn't even the same character. And again, I, you know, I was blaming that on Bill Mosley and maybe, and it's not really his fault. That's Rob Zombie's fault. He didn't write the same character consistently across the two movies. No, there's a hard shift in between House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects. But I, but for the record, I don't like Otis in either movie. Uh, Jesus. Yeah, I don't mind him here at all. It it was just different. That's all. But yeah, I I like the character uh, in both. Rob, you fucking, I'll get you, man. It's a mess. Like it's, <laughs> what do I say? That is my complaint about a lot of movies that you like, Mikey. And I don't know what it is that you find appealing about these movies. Like Terrifier Two, I always say the same thing. It's a fucking mess. <laughs> but that's okay. No, it's not. The- it, it's it makes it an unpleasant to watch. <laughs> it make we're we're watching horror movies, man. This is a horror movie this different genre of it sure but you know like at its core like that's what it is man it's right i get that of... but i've seen good horror movies right and and this <laughs> and is, this isn't one of them <laughs> there's all different kinds man and just it being balls to the wall and doing its thing and not giving a fuck and throwing that's the thing too they didn't throw an excessive amount of blood you know they kept it it was it was a really good balance, man. It's a gritty movie. 
You're not going to get textbook from a gritty movie. And there's room for those. You can. Texas Chainsaw Massacre does it pretty well. I don't have any complaints about that movie. Yeah, but very different approach. Um, I, I just, it's, it, to me, it's just a mess. There's too much going on and too short of a runtime where you cannot possibly explain to me who all these people are and what is happening. What I just heard is that Rob wanted this movie to be longer. <laughs> if it would be better, then yes. Because what I've got now is an 89-minute movie that feels like it's three hours long because it's just nonsense, and I don't know what's going on. I will... I'll give you a little on that. This this watch, I don't know if it's this watch. I never really noticed this before. At least it didn't stick out. It felt a little long. And it could have something to do with it bouncing around a bit the way it did. And, you know, because then you lose track of time and what's going on a little bit. And yeah, it, it's just, I feel like it has something to do to do with it. So I'll give you, it did felt, feel a little long. And that's when you don't have the experience to structure it, a movie properly. I feel like that's where that comes from with Rob Zombie's inexperience, which he figured it out eventually but with this one you know he was it was a little erratic it did pop around a little bit and i'll give you that it felt a little long and it wasn't that it was a long movie in sense of time but if you shorten it then it's like you know is it feature length and you get into all that shit so i don't know i would have given it the pass since it's his first movie and he can cut out certain things just to save time and yeah, I wouldn't have been mad at that. But I mean, you don't have to shorten it. You just have to make better use of the time that you have. That is true too. But you I, know, but I'm saying in the finished product that he did, you you're better off shortening it. You're right though. That is an option. But fuck, man, can't make you happy at all. I wouldn't want it to be short. like you thought this was going to make me happy. <laughs> like that was the goal of this movie. Was, we're going to watch this, and Rob's going to love it. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's like me expecting you to give the cabin in the woods a good score. Come on. <laughs> you guys did somehow. Not good, it just better. We just expected better. <laughs> that was the best I could do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. The cutscenes I thought were interesting though. Like you were shitting on them. They're weird I, and it's it, again, it yeah. just points out the fact that he doesn't know how to transition yet. That's fair. Which is fine, but he throws in all this weird stylized shit that does nothing but draw attention to the fact that he doesn't know what he's doing yet. <laughs> but they were cool. The, yeah, I, like I kind of liked them. And so I wouldn't want this to be shorter. I This feels a lot shorter to me already than Devil's Rejects or Three from Hell. Um, mostly because I fucking... I, I did not like the cop character in devil's rejects he made that movie feel double the length that it was uh so like this one already feels shorter for me but i already i love that like the very stylistic feel that this has i liked the little intermission clips i liked the editing i liked that they had kind of these just very strange additional sequences i i like that it was more vibes than plot in some places yeah. you know it was just like that it, it was just Rob Zombie doing what he wanted to do, and it worked for me. Um, I would have liked a longer version of this movie. The one big complaint that I do have about House of a Thousand Corpses is that while I think it's very interesting 
to show more of the like villain characters uh, and to have a higher focus and more development for them than the traditional protagonists. Um, I don't like how little character development they got. Rain Wilson, I think, was kind of interesting in this. Just be, but I don't know if that's because his character was interesting or because it was interesting to see Rain Wilson specifically in that role. Um, uh, the, my one complaint, and where I would have used like the extra, if I could have made this movie thirty minutes longer and been able to tell the two women apart in this movie, that would have been great. Yeah, those two um, women did have sort of a saw whatever thing going on where they look like they were the same person. They're interchangeable. Yeah. I've probably seen this movie more than, like, either of you, very possibly more than both of you put together, and I cannot tell the two of them apart. I can tell you uh, this is, I think, the third time I've watched this movie now. So. Uh, also, can we start normalizing haunts at gas station stations? That'd be pretty yes. nice. Yes, yes, yes. Come on, Rob. That was cool. I've had my fill of haunts. <laughs> <laughs> I'm good. That's all I want. I want to. <laughs> I want to fill up my car and also be scared. Go and, on a murder ride and eat some hot chicken. Yeah, that's what I was gonna <laughs> say. Don't forget to get your fried chicken on the way. By the way, I'm never getting on anything called a murder ride. Like, just not gonna happen. <laughs> oh, there's no way you'd miss the murder ride if you stop at a gas station and they're like, "Want to buy tickets to the murder ride?" <laughs> you have to say yeah. That's that's the other thing I would have used my extra like 30 minutes or whatever on i want to see the conversation where spalding pitches the murder um i don't know so there were um there was one thing i liked in this movie oh one thing uh, and one thing only i'm pretty sure (laughs) maybe you guys will be able to convince me of something else but I, i there was one thing i liked and that was the really almost comically long yet effective shot of complete silence before Otis yes. shoots the cop. That I was done that shot. perfectly. It was so great how the camera sort of swooped up and everything, all the sound just disappeared. And you're just waiting. Like, you know he's going to shoot this guy. But he, they hold it just that extra little bit longer than you anticipate. And it, it, it that was really effective. And I really did like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there were a lot of good spots in this movie. So yeah, for for like a 20 second clip, Rob Zombie really directed. Hmm. (laughs) Well, hey man, another thing that I pointed out, I I noted down about this movie, the sets looked great. And like even as Mm. down to as simple as when um, they got to Sherry Moon Zombies, you know, their house and they're sitting at that table with all the candles on it. Like that looked cool, man. It looks stupid. I would. The only thing I kept thinking is, who the fuck had to light all those candles? <laughs> oh my Can you God. imagine sitting there having to light those candles one by one? Wow, oh, there's no fucking way. I hated that. No, I also wrong? really liked the sets. I liked the lighting. Like this is one of yeah. the most colorful, grimy movies you've ever seen. Yeah, I felt like everything was bathed in a red light all the time. It was annoying. You just are a miserable motherfucker, aren't you? You made me watch this movie. <laughs> I also, I, I brought it up already, but I really love the editing in this. Rob made fun of Showtime. Um, 
but I love that sequence. Like, just the way that it's put together. I really liked the shots. I really so liked stupid. the way that it was styled. I really liked uh, Sherry Moon's performance there. Oh, and you know what? Also, while I'm at it, while I'm talking about Sherry Moon, I think, I I can't say this across the franchise about Baby Firefly, but I really like her in House of a Thousand Corpses. Not like I'm rooting for her at any point. Not like I think she's redeemable. That was not ever something I wanted from these characters. And they did not give it to me in House of a Thousand Corpses. But we don't, I, you know, we talk about this sometimes. We don't have enough just like female bad guys in horror movies. And I like that in this one installation, she's just as irredeemable as everybody else. Yeah, I can see that. They kind of try to save her in it like, you know, it's like, oh, we've got a rescue baby in Devil's Rejects. And I was like, no, no, you don't. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She was also really annoying in that movie. But I really liked her in this one. Like, she's just evil. She's playing with people. She's, you know, like fucking around like everybody else is. And I, I it's one thing that I really liked. This is the only movie that I found her to be bad in, I think. Like, I think that she gets... She gets shit on a lot for what she did in The Monsters, but I think she was just doing what she was told to do in that movie. I think she did exactly what everyone wanted. Not everyone, yeah. but I. she did I, what they told her to do for The right. Monsters. Yeah, like, I, I think that she was, I, you know, is it annoying? Yeah, but I, that was exactly what they wanted. I'm not sure if that's what he wanted from her in this movie or not, but she's super fucking annoying. That goddamn giggle was driving me crazy <laughs> in this movie. See, I'd watch her like a hundred times in this before I, she i don't know what it oh actually i do know what it was i remember the line that did it tootie fucking fruity made yeah. me want to kill somebody in devil's rejects I hate like that. i, I like hate it that. <laughs> it's fucking dumb mikey tootie fucking fruity come on <laughs> uh so yeah i was not a fan of her in devil's rejects but i i like her in house of a thousand corpses i really like uh, my favorite quote from the movie is I like to get fucked up and do fucked up shit, you know, because that's just that's it's the vibe of this movie. How they didn't kill Goober, I'll never know. <laughs> um, and Goober, by the way, I did take a note. He was my favorite character in the entire film. I'm glad that you took a note about Goober. I when you said that maybe we could convince you that something else was good in this movie. My first thought was Goober. <laughs> it's like There's no way. I did like, like I did like Goober. Hell, we got more backstory on Goober than we do just about anybody else in this movie. He got a he got the job. He got a name tag. It said G Uber. Somebody added an O to it. That guy's a dick. And now <laughs> and now his name tag re- reads Goober. That's more backstory than we get for anybody else in this film. Some guy was a dick. All right. Do you guys have anything else you want to move into reviews and whatnot? Yeah, we can move into reviews and whatnot. I'm interested. Somebody needs to look up. Don't tell me until after I give my Portnoy for this score, but somebody okay. needs to look up the Portnoy that I gave Devil's Rejects. I'm interested to see which one I rate higher. Okay. I'm also kind of, I'm interested to see. Because I honestly don't remember what I gave Devil's Rejects. Okay. I got it ready. Um, Rob is not going to like my score for this. Oh, mine either. Okay. <laughs> I'm just gonna throw that out there now. <laughs> it's all right. That's gonna be universal across the board. <laughs> <laughs> all right. 
Um, <laughs> none of us are going to agree with any of our other scores. Okay. So, although actually I take that back because Rob, I think, is going to appreciate the Rotten Tomatoes score. <laughs> um, House of a Thousand Corpses has an official tomato meter of 21%. Whoa. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to be honest, 21% seems high. Oh, come on. I mean, here's the thing. Like, there there are some movies, like even Devil's Rejects. Like, I don't like that movie, but mm-hmm. I feel like it is a well-made movie. This one I don't even think is well-made. Well. Uh, it does have an audience score of 65%. Uh, the it's audience liked better. it more. Uh, IMDb has it at an even six. Mm. Um, so I have three reviews for this, but I had to do an honorable mention, like just for the title of one, because, and I don't even know if I can say this. Uh, one of the review titles is 10 out of 10, horror just got more horror. okay you said you didn't know if you could say it i thought it was gonna say or something and mikey god damn it no i would say (laughs) Uh, okay it's okay to say if you use it in a sentence no it's not (laughs) uh but yeah i just uh (laughs) i really liked that title okay but uh we have a good review a bad review and then one that i just thought was really like um honest <laughs> we'll put it that way uh okay. so the, our, our bad review two out of ten stars from mr m bunge <laughs> if i don't read the names until we're live on this show and sometimes i'm just not prepared for you weren't prepared for, for m bunge <laughs> no <laughs> i was not um if you've ever dreamed of being a filmmaker do not watch this disaster <laughs> It opens up this movie, if definitive proof that life is not fair, there are probably thousands, maybe tens of thousands of people who would sell their firstborn child to be able to make a film with the budget and resources that went into House of a Thousand Corpses. They'll never get that chance. Rob Zombie did, not because he demonstrated any ability or skill as a filmmaker, but because he was a rock star. And what's really unfair is that Zombie took the opportunity and created one of the worst and least scary cinematic (laughs) goulashes you'll ever see. There's not much plot. uh, uh, There's literally not much more of a plot to this thing then four kids get lost in the backwoods and are brutalized by a family of weirdos it's like a script was not actually written but instead someone just took dictation and zombie paced back and forth one night rambling away about how this happens and then that happens and then this other thing happens you could take the last 40 minutes or so of this film randomly switch around the scenes and it would make exactly as much sense hmm. um <laughs> this person fucking gets it god damn it As dispiritingly bad as this movie is, Zombie got to make a sequel to it. That's the sort of unfairness that drives people to contemplate suicide. In fairness to Zombie, however, The Devil's Rejects is much more professionally competent product. It still sucks hard, but maybe if he gets the chance to make like two or three hundred more movies, he might finally come up with something halfway decent. I feel like Ah, M. Burns sees me. Who does I think Rob might be M. Bunge. <laughs> yeah. I feel like M. Bunge and I are on the same level. All right. I hope you have a good I will say, I, I do want to say this, though, about, about what M. Bunge wrote there. Um, <laughs> okay. I, I don't begrudge Rob Zombie the opportunity to make a film. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. 
yeah, I get it. He's a rock star, and that's probably, and that certainly gave him a leg up in being able to make a film. But I think also part of that is through the image and everything that he crafted for himself as a rock star to be able to make this particular film. It made sense for him to make this movie. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I'm saying that clearly or not, but I, I don't I begrudge him that opportunity. No, I, I get it. I, I, I also don't. I think he I think he should be allowed to make whatever kind of weird art you want, whether or not it's well received. Sure. I, although I do think that after you make this movie, you shouldn't be allowed to make any more. But <laughs> not two or three hundred more. You know, if he hadn't been allowed to make more movies, you wouldn't have the monsters. That is true. He nailed that one. <laughs> All right. Uh, so our second review comes from Sexy Tale on IMDb. Ooh. 10 out of 10 stars. Anyone who hated this movie should not be watching <laughs> horror films. Ah. You like horror films? Have you seen the original 1974 Texas Chainsaw Massacre? If no, not, tell me about oh, that no. obscure film. <laughs> Jesus Christ, I think I joined a Facebook group this fucking moron. <laughs> if not, do yourself a favor and go watch it and then come back and treat yourself to Rob Zombie's wonderful homage, House of a Thousand Corpses. This film is all about homage and humor, uh, but it would be wrong to call it a parody. This film is really lovingly done. Mind you, this isn't in the same class as of... No, I was right the first time. This isn't in the same class as movies like Apocalypse Now and Citizen Kane. I'm gonna let <laughs> yeah, that no one sit in. <laughs> <laughs> it is, however, still beautiful. The style is almost an overkill and is where most of the entertainment is derived from. The story is secondary. Like many a horror film, it's about a group of young people who go where they shouldn't and piss off. I can't believe I had to censor that word. Apparently IMDb does not like when you say piss. Um, some creepy hicks. In this case, they're looking for Dr. Satan, a local legend who might just be real. From there, it follows the Texas Chainsaw Massacre formula pretty closely, but far better than any of the film's sequels ever did. The film is very inventive and keeps from being boring or predictable. I was able to guess at a few things, but then again, I watch a lot of horror films. The real standout is the use of color. The photography is surprisingly good for horror effort. Another big reason to watch is Sid Haig, who acted in many 70s classic exploitation efforts. The guy has always been fun to watch and is really funny here. After this, I am really looking forward to Zombies: The Devil's Rejects. I don't, I don't find anything in this movie funny. Like, what was funny? Sid Haig. Absolutely. <laughs> I didn't even find him funny. Oh. No, he was hilarious. I don't. I, yeah, I just don't find it funny. I, I don't. Rob, he was wearing a shirt, and on the back it said, "If I want to hear from the asshole, an asshole, I'd fart." Yeah, that's Come dumb. On, I, that's not funny. That's just dumb. It's funny. He wore the shirt. They up-closed it like three times. They I know they did shirt. because he doesn't know how to shoot a movie. <laughs> no, we wanted you to see the shirt. I saw the shirt. Saw it the first time. Didn't laugh then. I didn't need to see it two more times to not laugh at it. It's God, This isn't a funny movie. I'm sorry. This is not. You're crazy, man. And it's not. Everybody says that about Rob Zombie movies. They're always like, it's an homage to Texas Chainsaw. How many fucking homages do that goddamn movie does this guy need to make? None of them are as good. He's a fan, dude. That's what fans will do. Come on. All right. And our I got a that person gets a candy bar. Oh, you spiteful (laughs) bastard. Sexy tail? Yeah, sexy tail gets a candy bar right out of my tail. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking coming up with this bullshit of have you have you ever heard of 1974's Texas Chainsaw Uh. Massacre? 
I also just want to throw that. out that since that since then, um, for about oh, for three more years, uh, Sexy Tale continued to review movies on IMDb, none of which were The Devil's Rejects, and then came <laughs> back three years after that to review Seven Nights of Darkness specifically, and no more. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, they watch a lot of horror movies. Too. They watch they had, a lot of horror. They told movies. us that like three times in the review. <laughs> Yeah, that's fair. He might get a candy. Yeah. <laughs> give him like a one of the little oh. tiny ones you give out. Not a no. They get a big but giant one. That's a ten out of ten to Zodiac, Rob. So well, you know, uh, all right, a medium sized <laughs> one then. <laughs> all right, uh, and then this one I thought was really interesting. Um, I was hoping that this was going to be Rob's take on the movie, but that's I saved it just in case we didn't hear this from him, which seems to be the case. Uh, this is from Coventry, 9 out of 10. Is a horror fan entitled to have a second opinion? I already had a user comment for House of a Thousand Corpses submitted here on the site dated over a year ago, and it was not very praising. In fact, my first viewing of this film was so disappointing that I excessively discouraged other people here from watching it. Rather than to simply ignore the old comment and pretend that I had never bashed it, I wish to write a new, more positive review, if only to convince other people who also disliked it at first to give it a second change. Not a second chance. Second change. Second changes are very important. (laughs) (laughs) Several factors, like praising reviews on the Devil's Reject sequel and conversations with fellow horror nerd fans, nearly forced me to rewatch House of a Thousand Corpses, and I'm glad I did. This truly is a film that requires multiple viewings before one can properly judge it. Rob Zombie's style is often innovating and so overwhelming that it might look overly hectic at first, but in reality, his dedication towards obscurity and his knowledge on classic cinema is one of the best things that could ever happen in the horror genre. And that is something you, or at least I, must discover with repeated viewing. Because when I think of Rob Zombie films, I think of all the innovation that's happening. It's so innovative. Repeated viewings, Rob. We got to watch another couple more times. Mm-hmm. Tonight. Yeah. No, sadly, that was not my review of this film. <laughs> I would actually like to <laughs> discourage more people from watching this movie, if at all possible. Oh my God. All right. Um, <laughs> you could hope, though. All right. All right, Rob. You got facts about this great film? Oh, Jesus Christ. Buckle in. There's a lot of facts about this one. <laughs> um, Estimated budget $7 million, worldwide gross 16.8. Limited release, okay. Um, There is more than one instance where you see a poster for two missing young boys. The boys um, on the poster were actually pictures of Rob Zombie and his brother as children. Oh. I, do, I do not remember seeing that through the film, but I'll take their word for it. No, watch it one more time. See if you like it better. <laughs> yeah, catch them. Um, in 2014, Rob Zombie acknowledged the movie's cult following, but admitted that he himself is not fond of the film. He's, he called the movie a calamitous, a calamitous mess, and he said, all I see is flaw upon flaw upon flaw upon flaw, and he's not wrong. Uh, Brilliant. He needs to watch it one more time. <laughs> <laughs> Damn. Um, most of the cutaway scenes were filmed in Rob Zombie's basement after filming it wrapped. He would invite cast members over to his house on the weekends, and he shot the footage himself on a 16-millimeter handheld camera. Mm. Um, that sounds like a trap. 
Like, I'm glad he did it because I liked those scenes. But if I had starred in House of a Thousand Corpses and then he was like, want to come over to my house? I'm going to film you with a handheld camera as an intermission sequence. I'd be like, no, no, not doing (laughs) it. I don't want Mm -hmm. that. (laughs) Thanks. Um, Let's see. The movie was made into a haunted house for Universal's Halloween Horror Nights in 2010 and again in 2019. Hmm. Would you go through that haunted house, Mikey? Yes. Okay. Absolutely. Uh, Toby Hooper was a a fan of the film upon its release. As a result, he offered Cherry Moon Zombie a supporting role in his then-upcoming movie, The Toolbox Murders. He loved her character and the way she performed in this film. She initially turned the role down. Um, She apparently had no desire to be a full-time actress. She only wanted to appear in Rob Zombie's movies. She eventually relented as a personal favor because Hooper and Zombie were friends. And uh, she's not appeared in anything that has not been directed by Rob Rob Zombie other than a very short role in the series Californication. Hmm. This woman doesn't even want to be an actress and everybody's shitting on her about how she acts. Yeah, man. That's not fair. No, alone. She's fine. I agree. Uh, the actual house is the same house used in the best little whorehouse in Texas from 1982. <laughs> it can be viewed during Universal Studios' tram ride. And during the filming of this movie, Universal refused to stop the tram tours, which delayed filming during many scenes. That's, <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah, that stop and break <laughs> while the fucking tram came through. That's very funny. In the DVD commentary, Rob Zombie says that Jake McKinnon couldn't see very well in his costume. In the scene where he swings a real axe at Denise, his vision was so bad that he could have seriously injured her if she didn't move fast enough. Zombie says on the commentary, we just assumed she'd get out of the way. Oh, my God. Wow. (laughs) Universal Pictures was the original production company. They refused to release the film, however, because they believed it would be given an NC-17 rating by the MPAA. Okay. A part was cut in the robbery sequence where Spalding pressed a panic button that alerted Ravelli to the robber's presence, which explains why he burst into the door with his mask ready to go. Um, which, again, really didn't make sense when you watch the movie, but here we are. Not, not a lot does. <laughs> wow. um, Karen Black plays Mother, Fo- uh, Mother Firefly in this film, but she had a salary dispute during pre-production to the sequel, so she was replaced by Leslie Easterbrook in um, The Devil's Rejects. Mm, that Otis is... and Baby's Bizarre Rants during the home movie segments were inspired by the Charles Manson family supposed home movies. Okay. Um, as uh, Harrison Young's character looks out the window at the children trick-or-treating you can see the house used in the in the original monsters which is located on the universal back lot and his house in the movie is the home that was used in the television show leave it to beaver <laughs> holy shit <laughs> <laughs> okay uh near the beginning of the film captain spaulding tells bill that he took over the shop right after the duke nabbed his oscar speaking about john wayne winning the award Later in the film, Spalding tells the sheriff that uh, don't get all true grit on my ass, which is a reference to his previous comment. True grit from 1969 is the only time John Wayne ever won an Oscar. Um, That also means if you do the math, he's been running that place for about seven and a half years, which was the initial question that he was asked. (laughs) (laughs) Too damn long. Uh Yeah. The film script was constantly changing, leading to an entirely different ending at one point. Originally, Grandpa Hugo was going to be revealed as the Mad Doctor, who uh, in the rough cut was not even called Dr. Satan. 
Yeah, I told you this thing's a fucking mess. <laughs> Rob Zombie has said that he was constantly shooting two versions of the gorier scenes to appease Universal. For instance, a uh, shot at the start of the film in which uh, the robber was stabbed uh, with the axe um, when, when he's on the floor. It was shot in two ways, uh, one with blood and one without blood. Hmm. There's an, original, there's an original 105-minute version of the film that was screened at a film festival prior to Lionsgate picking it up. Uh, the version leaked online on a peer-to-peer -peer website. However, it was qu uh, quickly replaced by the, uh, by the screener of the actual film. But uh, it is extremely rare, but you can find the full leaked version out there in certain places. Mm. Mm. Harrison Young is wearing an almost identical outfit to the one he wore when he played the older Ryan in the 1998 Steven Spielberg film Saving Private Ryan. Hmm. Okay. Um, this film would establish Sherry Moon Zombie as a scream queen, which is rather ironic because she has said before that she does not like horror movies. They scare her too much. <laughs> oh, my God. I hate that. <laughs> Um, Sherry Moon Zombie is the one who came up with Tiny Cereal, which is called Agatha Crispies. <laughs> I had forgotten it was called Agatha Crispies. I didn't notice it in the film. That may have made me laugh had I seen that in the film. I think I noticed for the first time, like, in the theater. Yeah. But then I didn't take notice of it today while I was watching. Right. No. Uh, Rob Zombie described Otis as a cross between cult leader Charles Manson and blues rock artist Johnny Winter. Um, of course. In subsequent films, this is my own commentary here, he drops the Johnny Winter part of that entirely. <laughs> <laughs> um, according to Rob Zombie, the close-up shot of the mop in the bloody bucket was the most challenging shot in the film to get right. <laughs> what? Why? I, I don't know. There was no, no further information given. I can't be right. According to the 2023 book House of Rejects, the making of Rob Zombie's Firefly trilogy... Um, he had originally sought to cast Johnny Ramone as Stucky, though the mm -hmm. legendary musician declined the part, citing concerns over his acting ability. Um, despite that, Ramone still turned out to the film's uh, premiere because he wanted to show support for the project and its director. Look at that, a gentleman. Yeah. I don't know who Stucky is. That's the thing. Reading through here, I don't know who the fuck a lot of these characters are. <laughs> because it's a poorly written film. <laughs> All right. All right, and finally, there was originally going to be an entire subplot about the skunk ape, but it was ultimately relegated to a cutaway sequence. Okay. I have no idea what that would have looked like. Last thing this movie needs is more fucking subplots that don't make sense. <laughs> <laughs> all right, that's all the trivia I have for this bullshit. All right. Uh, I, I would do want to point out, if you want to see this movie done right... Check out the 1991 uh, film Nothing But Trouble, starring Dan Aykroyd, Chevy Chase, and John Candy. Oh, get out of here. Yeah, first of all, no. Second of all, I really thought you were going to say the 1974 yeah. Texas Chainsaw <laughs> No, I'm serious. Nothing But Trouble is a better version of this movie. It Why is not. Digital Underground shows up in it, Mikey. I know, I love Tupac, but no, it's still nothing. What are you, are you crazy? I'm just saying, it's a better version of this same movie. Same, okay, Rob, Jesus. It's actually, and it's actually funny, in part. A couple here and there. Ah, all right, let's portnoy this thing. I cannot wait to see what you do to this poor fucking movie. Uh, Kat, you want me to go first or you want to go? 
Uh, you can go first if you want. Okay. Uh, I gave The Devil's Rejects a 9.3. Yeah. You're a goddamn idiot. <laughs> oh. Seriously. What the hell's wrong with Seriously, you, you're, man? you're an idiot. No, I'm not. The Devil's Rejects was a great movie. Anyway, um, this one, this is not quite the caliber of Devil's Rejects to me. I feel it was a more refined film. Uh, I liked Otis a yeah, little more. Yeah, the refined more. taste of the Devil's Rejects. More refined than the, than the House of a Thousand Corpses. I didn't say refined in general. It was more refined. Well, you did give it a 9.3. Well, I love that movie. Yeah, more but yeah, right. It, it, Rob Zombie wow. got the grasp of making a movie in that one. You know, it was more polished. It was more movie. He had his bearings under him. Was my point, <laughs> Rob. But, um, yeah, I... I think this was a great movie. It was a lot of fun. It was very different. It was a vibe. It was something we haven't really seen before. And that's a good thing, man. Like there are people, there are people who like some dark shit and this hit the hits those notes for them. I think there's and, a reason we haven't seen this before. Well, <laughs> it did pretty well. And I have the anniversary DVD in my collection, which Rob unfortunately did not get. I love it, man. It's a great movie. And I'm going to go with a 7.8. I was going to go 9. 7.8. Mikey, you and I are right there. I are did we? give it a 7.9. <laughs> Damn, man. Oh, fuck. All we right. are like, we're so close on this one. Ah, uh, I should have pulled the trigger on the nine. All right, I'll stick with the eight, though. All right. All right. What, um, did, what, what did Cat give Devil's Rejects, just out of curiosity? Cat gave Devil's Rejects a 7.1. Cat, this is higher? Yeah. Holy shit. Okay. I stand by that. <laughs> wow. All right. I did not remember offhand what I gave Devil's Rejects, but that feels about right. All right. That's fair. Same ballpark, give or take, you know. All right, I'm not yeah. too mad. Like it, it's high enough where it's like it's one of those things I can appreciate that there was better that there were better filmmaking qualities in Devil's Rejects. But personal preference, I do prefer this one. So like about a point of difference, little less than a point of difference, you know. Okay, feels right. feels correct. That's fair. All right, Rob. You <clears throat> need to give this movie <laughs> a 6.7 for it to be approved. All right, let's see what happens, huh? Uh, yeah, let's see. Let's see. Right. B push it over the bar. Um, House of a Thousand Corpses. This movie is um, us being forced to watch someone try to learn how to make a movie. Um, doesn't make any sense. It's poorly written. It doesn't look good. Performances aren't that great. Um, it uh, the the best thing in the movie is a shot that lasts about twenty five seconds. The uh, the best character in the movie is on screen for maybe thirty five seconds, which means out of eighty nine minutes, I got sixty seconds of enjoyability out of this fucking mess of a film. Um, I give it a one point three. Are you fucking kidding? Nope. That's rough. rough. It's a 1.3. I am curious wow. to know what I gave Devil's Rejects, though. 
yeah, yeah, Devil's Rejects a 1.3, right? Yeah, you gave it a 3.3, two whole points. All right. He learned how to I make mean, a movie. Right. That Holy makes sense. He shit. learned how to make a movie. He didn't make a good one, but he learned how to do it at least. At least Devil's it's watchable. Rejects didn't even have Fish Boy. <laughs> oh, that was so dumb. Do you want to give, like, I don't know, six points to Fish Boy? No, <laughs> so no I might take away a point for Fish Boy. That was so <laughs> stupid. Jesus, Rob, a 1.3. 1.3, and he's lucky to get that. That is shameful. You gave Buffy a 2.7. Yeah, Buffy was actually like a movie. It wasn't like me learning, uh, watching someone learn how to do things. Shout out to Shark It was exactly like that. No, no, it wasn't. This was literally watching someone not know what they're doing. Thank God. I cannot. You gave Perfect Blue a 6.3. I liked Perfect Blue. I don't know how. It's ridiculous. It was a good cartoon. I, I don't know what to say to you anymore, man. I don't get it. That's crazy. Lake Alice, you gave it 3.3. 3. Th- these are movies that are better than the uh, House of a Thousand Corpses to you. Yes. Wow. Unbelievable. Yes, there are many, many movies that are better than House of a Thousand Corpses. Oh, Mm-mm-mm. this is interesting. You gave All Hallows Eve less than House of a Thousand Corpses. Another bad what? movie. How do you feel about that? <laughs> I'm, I'm fine with it. <laughs> oh my god, Holy Rob, shit. you rated this the same as Final Destination 5. Why do you hate Final Destination 5? I think the question should be, why does everyone else like Final Destination so fucking much? How? Fuck me, man. I'm disgusting. You you can't make an 89 minute movie and have me bored and checking the runtime constantly and expect me to give you a good score. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Okay. All right. I see how it is. That's fucked up, man. Real fucked up. Um, Needless to say, this is another banger that is not going to be Slasher Radio approved. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. 5.7, man. Yeah. Shit, Rob. I can't believe it's that high. <laughs> We're guys, lower wow. than IMDb on this, guys. You, you guys overrated this movie. No, I did didn't. not. All right. Well, I'll be happy with yourself. You guys sleep with this at night. I will sleep like a babe. <laughs> mm. All right. That's it for House of a Thousand Corpses. Guys, check us out on Twitter at Slasher Radio. Uh, I just uploaded a, a clip on YouTube. I made a little template for YouTube. I'll see how much time I have to do it going forward. I'm going to try my best to have little snippets whenever we do interviews. I will be putting more up from our Ryan Turk interview. So there will be short little clips as opposed to like the whole episode going up on there. I feel like that's a little better and more consumable for the attention span that media users have today. <laughs> and it's like a fucking four minute video and, and <clears throat> but nonetheless um yeah uh you can check that out on our youtube at slash radio if you want to you can find it on our twitters too uh patreon.com forward slash slash radio support the show please uh tier starting as low as three dollars a month the fucking tier two gets you an extra show every week and um you know we have tiers that you can get free merch and all kinds of stuff so 
Check it out. It's free to look. There's also a free trial. And uh, I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. You can also check out Cult FM, the other show that I do with Little Miss Huge Clown Penis. Huge Clown Penis. Ali Surreal. It's uh, Cult FM, wherever you're listening to Slash Radio. Uh, this week we talked about, uh, what did we talk about? Remakes and sequels, movies that should get them. So that was an interesting conversation. You yeah, came boy. up a couple times, Rob. I bet you guys <laughs> picked some really good ones. Of course. Bangers. <laughs> Only bangers. Yeah, that's it. What about you, Rob? Um, I, I wanted to real quick say that in 1993, Tony Danza broke his back while he was skiing what? in Utah. He had uh, plates, rods, and screws put into his spine. And it was a bad stretch for him because he lost his house in the Northridge earthquake on January 16th of 1994. That was rough, but he overcame it. What oh, the shit. fuck did that have to do with anything? I just, I thought that was interesting. I yeah, we didn't have a new so I, segment. I almost forgot. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just came across that and I thought it was interesting. Do you want to also check the Slasher Radio chat yeah. real fast? Oh, Jesus. Well, wait, wait, hold on. You're not fucking getting me if I'm going <laughs> to... Almost forgot this week. I guess this is the Gobble Mystery Corner <laughs> where our listeners send in anonymously send in memes making fun of me for being Italian. Celebrating your <sighs> culture. We're not gonna skip this during Italian American Heritage Month. What's wrong with you? Yeah. <sighs> that would be unacceptable. Images go up on Patreon. We try and explain them on the show. Archaeologists uncover ancient Italian ravioli. Oh, okay. <laughs> you got to explain uh, the picture. That's not going to make any sense <laughs> to people. It's a fucking little pasta dinosaurs. I guess cheese and maybe a meat of some sort. I don't know. This is fucking stupid. It needs to stop. Is uh, What's the best ravioli? Is it cheese ravioli or meat? Absolutely cheese. Yeah, it's cheese ravioli. ravioli is pretty good, isn't it? It's not... It is. Mm. Hmm. Why did this have to happen? We were literally done. Like they, you didn't need to do any of this. I know. I completely forgot. I always get thrown off when we don't have like an actual news segment. We had a replacement segment. So. Yeah. Mm. We have to talk about Orlando. Yeah. Which I don't even know if I'm allowed to do. I think what happens in Orlando stays in Orlando, but I'm not sure. Uh oh. I don't know what the well, bylaws are on that. Well, you did pick up a girl, and you're trying to lie about it, so I I'm did actually not starting pick up a girl. <laughs> Rob? Been over this. Your truth has nothing to do with my good story. <laughs> Cat, where are they finding you? This is bullshit. Oh, no, Rob. Yeah, what the fuck? I'm on uh, swords. all the social media stuff, at Radio Rob 123. You can listen to the other show that I do with Cat, the Nick fucking Woo Cagecast, which you can find wherever you are listening to Slasher Radio. Cat, what about you? I'm mad at both of you right now. <laughs> Ravioli. <laughs> so good. Uh, you can find me on Twitter at cat underscore vlor v o l e u r. Uh, you can find me pretty much everywhere else at cat vlor. Check out my website catvlor.com and keep an eye out for Puppet Shark, which is coming soon. Yes. Still don't know why, but yes, <laughs> definitely keep an eye out for that. We'll catch you next week, guys. Good night from Slasher Radio, motherfucker, man. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.